I really do. I absolutely despise this song. This song is so bad. It, it's it's unbelievably bad. Unbelievably bad. Blad. It's Fuck. blad. It's blad. So here it is. Uh, need you now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Mm-hmm. Walk Among Us is better. It's not better, but it's funny. It is better. It's not better. Oh, it's fucking crazy. It is better. Welcome to Asinine Radio. We got a big one for all of you fine, fine folks out there. Uh, we this is gonna might be a long one because this is a very big album. Is it a very influential album? It's a very influential album. It didn't sell a lot, but it's very influential within the music scene or this particular music scene, the punk scene, the hardcore scene. Um, But before we get into that, we are going to, or we're not going to, fuck, man, before we get into that. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Before we do that, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Go follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. We're, We're very friendly. We will talk to you if you DMS or if you comment on our shit. So go follow us on there or just send us an email. Send us hate mail. I don't give a fuck. Asinineradio at gmail.com. Cha. We'll talk about it. We'll read it probably. Cha. Unless it's really derogatory. But even then, we still might read it. Probably. Uh, so there you go. That's what we're doing. So, But before we do that, we are actually going to rank. Well, we're getting into the Refused album. <laughs> You're uh, all over the, the place, aren't you? Dude, I can't, even, I can't even think. The beer from the previous pod. Woof. Okay, so... We're getting into the the refused album, the Shave of Punk to Come, but we wanted to rank all of the refused albums prior to that real quick. Uh, so we're gonna go from they only have five albums. We're not doing their EPs, anything like that. Just their five albums. So we're going from our least favorite to our favorite. Lead the way, Jeff. Okay. So uh, at the bottom of this list, at number five, I guess would be Freedom for me. I think the songs kind of all just. Blo- I just realized I didn't put my favorite song on any of these albums. Fuck. That's fine. So Freedom is, is my least favorite. Uh, the songs just kind of all blended together as one and didn't. Ha- there was no like defining sound between any of them. And they all, they all kind of had like this pop rock tinge to them. I didn't really like that much. Yeah. It's probably their poppiest, their poppiest record. And this is the record they came out with uh, right when they reformed or when they, after they reformed after like 15 years. But this is my number five as well. Freedom is my number five. And it, I still like the record. There's some solid, solid songs on there. My favorite is the the first track, Electra. I, I think that's a solid fucking song. Uh, but yeah, it's my least favorite. It's still good, just my least favorite. So okay, so far so let's good. Get to the fourth, number four. This just might be the truth. Really? This is just it's that it's just low. More, this is more of it. It's just, we have already heard this. This is like gritty, okay. hardcore punk, and not a whole lot of substance or anything else that wowed me. I've, I've I've heard it before. See, that's why I thought you would like that more was because it's more straightforward. I really thought that. Mm, well, looks like but, you. Uh, okay, that's fine. You thought wrong. <laughs> Apparently <laughs> so. Um, so my fourth is the is War Music. Uh, it's their newest record. It came out a few weeks ago. Maybe it might be just because I haven't spent enough time with it. Uh, but 
it I think it's a fantastic record. I think it's really, really good and it, it really kinda shows their age, but in a positive way. Like they're not young young guys in their early to mid twenties talking about, you know, anarchist concepts, you know, or anti capitalism to the like in a, in a in a particular way like they did back in the nineties. So I, I like where they were going with war music. I think it's it's solid, but it's still at number four. Okay. My number three is war music. Much for the same reasons. I think that they just matured. They they've still kind of brought back that old hardcore style, but the songs are more structured, more focused, and they're not just yeah. a bunch. Like you said, they're not just a bunch of kids like banging around and making noise and screaming at each other. They've they've matured, and it's solid. I liked it exactly. Yeah, I like it too. So number three for me is uh, this might just be the truth. So yeah, like I, I I agree with Jeff. Like it's just it's straightforward hardcore. Uh, hardcore punk music of that era of that time kind of you could tell they were young and they were they were just trying to play within that scene like they they weren't they weren't trying to experiment or do anything kind of different or crazy on that first record but it's still a solid hardcore record uh i i I think it's really good so that that's my number my number three okay so i guess our yeah i I don't know so what do you got for number two songs to fan the flames of discontent this is a this is a good album. May may even be like great album. I love like the truly hardcore punk sound that they still kept, but they matured it. It's more sophisticated than their previous. This just might be the truth. It's more grown up. And like you said, the first album, it was just them wanting to play music. They wanted to play music. They had kind of a general idea of what they wanted to do. And then they made this one, yeah. and they said, "Okay, now we know exactly what we want to do, who we want to be." Let's do it. And that's what makes the album of the week so great is because they even like furthered that and brought it down to a boil. They knew exactly how to cook with that shit. And Songs Defend the Flames of Discontent is a phenomenal album. I, I agree. That, that my, that's my number two as well. Uh, I think it, it's the perfect blend of, of the hardcore music, but also like the, uh, the metal aspect that they, they kind of threw in, into it. Uh, they, they, they started that, this is when they started to use more spoken word in their music which is really cool too uh and i it it's it was it was kind of hard to me it it's kind of hard to to rank this one lower than the shape of punk to come but you know it it i don't know man this this is such a solid record and my favorite song on this one is uh coup d'etat that i think that song just the the stopping and starting of the guitars and just like the breakdowns in that song i, I think you're just absolutely killer so I, yeah, song, songs to fan the flames of discontent. I think is a fucking crazy Very good album. Good. Which leaves our number one. Yeah. So what do we got? What what what's number I guess one for both of us? The number one is the shape of punk to come.
Refused, formed in 1991 in, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, Umea, Sweden, by Dennis Ligzen on vocals, Par Hansen on guitar, Jonas Lindgren on bass, and David Sandstrom on drums. To date, they have put out five full-length albums, 11 EPs, and two compilations, but the album we're doing today is The Shape of Punk to Come. It's the band's third album, and it was released October 27th, 1998. It features Dennis Ligzen on vocals, Christopher Steen on guitar, John Brandstrom on guitar, David Sandstrom on drums, and Magnus (laughs) Bjorklund, I don't even know, on bass. The album has gone on to become one of the most influential albums in the punk and hardcore and rock scene of all time, and... I kind of fucked up that ending, but that's fine because you distracted me because you laughed because I cannot pronounce Swedish names properly. So you could just do like a like a straight generic American white person thing, right? Bjork, Bjorkland, like that. Bjorkland, Bjorkland. Yeah. But you but know, like you, I try to be. You can't dance. You can't dance in that territory. Either you commit to it and fully try to pronounce it. Or you stick to like what you know, like you like you try and dance in the in the middle there, and that's when it comes out like, okay, silly, yeah. And I I sound like a fool, I sound like a fool. But uh, fool. the song you just heard was probably their most famous song or the most popular song, and that was New Noise. But uh, I want to hear your first impressions, Jeff, because Refused is a band I've always loved for a long, long time. And I'm so glad I got to see them live a few years ago. But you've never really been into them, and I've tried to get you into them, but you've never really taken that that step. So what do you think? Mm, 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 girl. I was nervous. So, so I've, I've never taken that step just because, I mean, it's always just been like you, like, hey, listen to this one song, or like, listen to this, or you should listen to these albums. And it's like, I'm not going to sit there and fucking listen to three hours of music. So this podcast kind of sets it up nicely because then you can kind of dive into it deeper. And so I I mean that's like the reason why I just never got into them. I was never against it such as I was with the Misfits where I did not I I I went out of my way to not listen to the Misfits because everything that I heard in the jury only still sounds weird <laughs> only in the jury only era is just so dumb. And then tie that with their get up and it's just whatever but like i went out of my way to not listen to the misfits i've never went out of my way to not listen to refuse it's just i just never got around to it and after listening to i mean just like ranking the five albums that we did just straight up four out of the five i could maybe like three out of the five i could do without i can i'll never i'll probably never listen to again the songs to fan the flames of discontent, I'll probably listen to again, maybe pick apart a couple songs here or there. Yeah. And then this album, I feel like like I will listen to it again, but I'm probably going to listen to it in its entirety, even though I don't particularly think that every song on this album is great. Okay. Fair enough. But I think but I think you need like the whole thing. I think you need cuz I think the weakest part of this album comes in the middle. During what and songs? It starts song? off. It starts off with summer holidays. Oh, really? You don't I like think, that one? I think that that one is almost a banger. It's not quite a banger, but it's almost a banger. But then it goes into the the poem, new noise, the refuse party program, protest song. I think those are all okay. Okay. But summer holidays, I think, is 
it, it's dancing on that line of becoming a banger. And then it goes into the latter half of the album, which I think are all bangers to end the album. But That's an interesting refuse, refuses they're not bad. They're, they're good. They're they're actually really good. <laughs> I know. If we're just talking about this one album. Yeah, okay. But, so I I mean this is the this is refused at its core. This is this is what everybody knows refused as is this album. And most particularly is New Noise, which we already played. But I, I mean I'm glad you liked it because when I when I brought this idea a couple weeks ago, I said we should do a refused album. We've never done one. We're almost three years into the or two and a half years into the pod. No, are we three years? We're almost Two to three years. We're like almost four years into the pot. Four years? Because we started in 2016, right? Yeah, we started in 2016. We started we started July 2016. So we're... Damn. I'm pretty sure it was 2016. Anyway. Uh, Damn, bro. Yeah, we're, we're pretty deep, and we've never done a Refused album. And I've always been wary about bringing bands that I really like that I know Jeff either doesn't like or he's never really heard of because I, I, I fear of... I fear what he's going to actually think of them, even though it's never really tarnished the way I thought about the band, but I just want people to like what I like. So, because <laughs> not a lot of people like what I like. So, because you like a lot of stupid shit. I like a lot of great that shut you the fuck only up. like for the specific purpose of either oh, A, pissing everybody off, or B, because nobody else you likes You know, it. you're just, you're, you're insane because all the stuff that I've suggested to bring to the table that, you've never really been into you've ended up re- like enjoying either a lot or one a little. thing that you've brought that i've really liked and that was the misfits i enjoy no, bullshit. this but you've no, a lot of shit every corn album I, you want to do was the garbage. only thing the only thing you didn't like were uh, like two of the corn albums out of the three but other than that you like the thrice record i brought you liked uh nirvana's nevermind you like that record a lot but i've never uh, so like nirvana first of all everybody likes nirvana I've never disliked Nirvana. Oh, I shut just, up. Yes, you have. You always talk no, I, shit. I talk shit because they're a fucking pop rock group. They're not a, that album specifically is a pop rock album. It's not a grunge album. It's a pop Who cares rock what it's best. labeled as? It doesn't I'm, matter what, what it's labeled you. as. You say that I hate them. I don't hate them. You I do. Just, you I always don't talk like shit on people. Kurt Cobain. Because I think they're overrated. He's not. And Thrice. I've never disliked Thrice either. I just yes, never got into them. No, I have. What are you talking about? You. Oh. Anyway. So back to Refused. Uh. Yeah, so I, I I suggested this, but I was very worried whether or not what what kind of genre Jeff would be in, or what the record Jeff would be more into, whether it be the the more hardcore punk of the first record, or the the mix of the two genres on the the second record, or this one. But I did make the final decision decision with this one, and I'm glad I chose this one because it's a fucking banger of an album, and you love it to death. So that's great. Uh, but yeah, no, Refuse are fucking awesome. They're they're great. I I I got into them like I think in like two thousand one. Yeah, I think it was like two thousand or two thousand one. I forgot who showed me the or I think I heard new noise on something and I, I kinda like searched it out and I found out it was this band and then I got this album, The Shape of Punk to Come. And honestly I didn't hear anything else they had done until after high school. So it'd been years before I heard songs to fan the flame of discontent. And then that just like to me that like reignited my love for Refused, and I'm so glad I got to see him. Like I think it was in 2016 I saw him, or 2015 I saw him, and they they fucking killed it. They were, I mean, being older now and these songs, I mean, they they still just brought it. They they were so good. I saw them that at the Observatory in Orange County. They killed it, man. 
So good. Okay. Oh. Oh. And. Oh. Do you know who I saw? I saw two people at, at that Refuse concert at uh, the observatory. One of them, Jeff knows. Like personally? Uh, yeah, we know personally. I saw Rudy there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. We, I, I, we walk in and he's just sitting at a table, or like sitting above the table. And I'm like, Rudy? We just, we just talked a little bit and we just like watched the show together. So it was like completely weird and random because I hadn't seen Rudy in, fuck man, probably 10 years. Was he by himself? And then, no, he was with a girl. Uh, it was his girlfriend at the time. And then I went to go to the bathroom. And so I went to like the hidden bathroom or like the like the bathroom that not a lot of people go to, which is over in the, the Constellation Room, the small room. But there was actually a band playing there in the Constellation Room. And as I walk out of the bathroom, I'm like, that guy looks familiar. I'm like, that's Kyle Gass. Oh, I remember this story. Now so, remember, yeah. so yeah, it was Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. And he, and then so I walked up to him like, hey, how's it going? I, I, I'm sorry to bother you. I know you're watching this concert. And he's like, yeah, this is my friend's band. Uh, I don't remember who it was. But yeah, so he was watching his friend's band play while Refuse was playing in the big room. But yeah, fucking Kyle Gass was there. And it was just so weird. And I took a picture with him and it was, it was cool. He was very, very nice. Wasn't he wearing a train wreck t-shirt too? I don't know. It's The picture's on my Instagram, but... Maybe I'll repost it on the. You gotta, you gotta figure out who that band was because if if they're good enough for Kyle Gass to to watch and not watch Refuse, then they're well, they they're, they were they were a friend of his, so I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm sure I can go look it up to see who played on that date in the Constellation Room. Why would you not, Kyle? You gotta bring these. You gotta bring the A game. I'll I'll look in. I'll look into. It. I'll look into it. But anyway, yeah, that was a fucking fantastic show, and I'm just rambling now okay. talking about how great. Refuse That's cool. Was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can go so. back to like new noise since that was a song that you played. Um, I do think that song is 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 okay. Um, I, I mean, first of all, I don't think there are any stinkers on this album at all. There are no stinkers. You're right. And this album kind of goes like it starts off really high and it kind of dips down into like this okay valley and then goes back up. So like the beginning and the end are bangers, but the middle part is just the only <laughs> part that I think is okay. Okay. But new noise, I think, is okay. But there are there are aspects of this song that I really like. Like for instance, the back and forth talking and screaming thing that they're doing in there. I think that's yeah. really cool. That's really rad. There's a lot of spoken word on this record, way more than the the previous records. But I, I thought they did it really well. It was it was it wasn't too preachy. It was it was just the right amount to not be annoying. I felt yeah. But and what what I thought was interesting on this record, or yeah on this record and what they haven't done on their last two was that there's no actual like melodic singing on this it's either spoken word or it's just dennis screaming yeah Did you know yeah, that? that's true yeah there's, there's no in between so i i kind of like that that cool dynamic of just the complete opposites of one another i thought that was really cool and this song new noise kind of exemplifies that but i'm you've heard this song before right you had to have heard that, at least that that high riff that high guitar part. yeah Right. Yeah, this is the. I think this is the only song I mean, that I I recognized. As I mean, not just like re, as a refuse song, but I recognize this, just that guitar part. Uh, so what do you got? What do you have for like bangers? Uh, well, my absolute favorite song is the Tannhauser Derive. Or if really? I want to say it like, Tannhauser Derive. I don't know how they fucking <laughs> talk over there. That was terrible. <laughs> See, see what happens when you don't stick to your guns. I know, I know. Yeah. I mean, overall, I, I think this album is, is great because they were just kind of like, fuck it. Let's just take all the ideas that we have that thought 
that we thought wouldn't have fit with our prior albums and just put everything in here and then just kind of like make it into almost like an orchestral arrangement type of thing and that's what they did and this this i mean this song's really long it's like eight minutes but there's a lot of experimental stuff in here yeah this is probably one of the most experimental songs on this is probably yeah this is the most experimental one and uh it's it's kind of like divided into two parts i mean i guess it's kind of a self-explanatory with the the slash in there but you know did you read anything about the lyrics on this one Mm, no i don't think so so the the first part ton uh that was based off of an opera of that same name which is essentially the story of a knight and a minstrel uh, named Tannhauser, who spends all his time with uh, Venus, the goddess of lust. Mm. But Tannhauser is tired of this life. And Derive is a revolutionary strategy put forth by the guy, by a man named Guy de Bond. Without joining on about de Bond's situation, well, I'm just reading this like off of the internet, but without droning on about de Bond's, or de Bord, fuck, is it de Bord? I can't Stick read. Stick to your guns. The board's, the board's situa- situationist ideas. The term Lucy refers to a new way of seeing an existing landscape, city or culture, and the creation of situations to upset the existing political balance. So I feel like these two ideas, they kind of sum up what refused were. Like they wanted to be big, but they also didn't want to like get into the capitalist society and kind of destroy everything they had believed in prior that that's like a big theme on this entire record lyrically is how they hate capitalist society they, they're they essentially anarchists and they hate anything that brings down the poor people but in some some might say the most extreme way but yeah i mean every did you delve every too song, deep into the lyrics no i mean i i read the lyrics but i mean there's not I don't know. They're all. It's all like the same stuff. They're just angry guys that hate capitalists, capitalism. <laughs> but but they go okay. So so what I was gonna what I was gonna say is that the way they they approach their whole their whole viewpoint, some might compare it to like Rage Against the Machine, but with Rage Against the Machine, they're very much like they're very much communist about communism and socialism and and that idea but i feel like refuse take it a step further and go strictly anarchist and go a go a a a different way against anti-capitalism and i thought that was kind of interesting because a lot of bands don't don't approach those approach this subject in that way well which i thought was i thought it was and and another thing refuse do in their lyrics is is they they promote like violence like straight up yeah fighting not not just like i'm against your ideas but i'm going to fight you because of your ideas and so that's another thing i guess lyrically that's a little bit different than what we're kind of because rarely does does rage yeah. i mean straight up say like i want to break bones i'm cuz I, I fucking didn't write down but one of the songs was i got a bone to pick and a few to break I'm like, like yes. literally he's going to fight somebody for that and for his belief because he's so passionate about it. You don't beliefs. hear like Rage say that a lot. Or, you know, Zach say that a lot. Like he actually wants to physically harm somebody because of it. Is it, is it because Rage Against the Machine are vanilla 
and they're kind of pussies and they don't really stand behind what they actually say? No, because I, I don't, I don't, be I don't think that just because you want to fight somebody automatically makes you like a believer in, in your own beliefs or makes you martyr or something. But it, it also makes you more passionate. It just, it, it, just it, it could just mean that you're stupid and you have no other way to express yourself other than just physical violence. You're either not smart enough, you're not cunning enough to do it politically, so you just do it with your fists. But that's kind of the point of some of these songs is that, you know, they they talk about or he talks about in some of these songs like it. You told the only way to make change isn't through collecting or collecting. It's through electing new politicians or anything like that. It's like you have to get out there on the streets. You have to get out there with everybody and make a revolution yourself. Politicians aren't going to do it for you. The The ballot box isn't going to do it for you. So get out there. Right. In some ways, Rage, Rage doesn't say that. They say, they say it, but they say it like in a very kind of like abstract way. Rage is more of the first where, step of the revolution to where we need to acknowledge that something is wrong. Refused are, are kind of assuming that you already know something is wrong and now we're going towards the next step where the political thing has failed and now we need to revolutionize. Rage is kind of just saying, like, dude, open your fucking eyes. So they're kind of like the first step and then refuse maybe like the last step. Yeah, I, li- I like that idea, you know. Or we could just jump to the last step because why not? Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I guess. Well, it, it, if you're... <laughs> If you're abandoning all like democracy or whatever society you live in and just straight jumping to, I'm just going to beat the shit out of anybody that disagrees with me. I mean, that's kind of like going backwards because we're human and it everyone's going to disagree with you. So you're going to fight the whole world. I mean, that's yeah. that's also an immature concept to think about. It is. It absolutely is. I, I, I was just trying to bait you, but you didn't you didn't really attack as much as I thought you were going to. But no, because no, I, mean, I, I knew you were baiting me or you're so stupid <laughs> that I couldn't even explain anything to you. And then, in which case, I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> well, no, because because I was going to lead to the point where like you could tell these guys were young. You know, they they yes. didn't have a lot of experience within, you know, capitalist society or, you know, they, they were so they were so like tunnel visioned into like the punk community that they didn't really see anything outside of that. And you see that with a lot of bands in the punk community, you know, it's like they only think one way, but they don't, but you start throwing variables in there and they're like, they, they, they can't comprehend it. They, they only see, some people only see life black and white, but it's not that at all. And a lot of the lyrics on this record, I feel are very black and white. You know, there's not a lot of gray area. It's like, everybody's bad. Anybody that, that, you know, works for money, you know, is bad no matter what. And, I think that goes with age and maturity at this point. Still, great record and an interesting message and an interesting viewpoint on things. But you have to take that into consideration as well. That's why I like the Tannhauser so much because I think that song f- is so long that it fully explores all of the ideas that they're trained lyrically, but it doesn't hear musically because there is an orchestra mm-hmm. in there. And that's bizarre because this song has so many highs and so many lows. It's overall kind of dark anyway, but it's got like yeah. a slow buildup after like the intro part. And then you have this, this faint drums and guitar, almost almost like a like someone's voice is being slowly put out. And there's like this constant yeah. slow build on this track where it's almost like an instrumental track. And then it ends with just that plucking in the violin. 
and it's just you think okay this is this is probably over and then it comes in with some of the angry shit that we've heard on this entire album and like that yeah, I, that makes me think that this song was kind of representative of that that last straw that last voice because i mean the next song is super soft but that last straw where somebody's voice is you know being snuffed out to the point where they explode and they finally have to resort to violence and that's what the song sounded like yeah it's a it's a fucking great fantastic build up into that even though oh, this band has never said it dude, i feel like they're influenced so much by refuse and that's bt bam like between the bear to me oh yeah like everything i've read i've never heard them like specifically say refused but i hear so much of them in refused i mean we might as well talk about you know the influence this band has had on you know countless numbers of bands after this you know like uh like another band that that takes a lot of influence from them is thrice thrice have always said you know refuses one of our biggest influences uh some 41 i know i've always i've talked about refused a lot uh oh my i, I should have written down a list of some other bands but like you talk to any like band in the punk or hardcore com- community and everyone's gonna say refused like with without hesitation they're gonna say yeah the, this like this guitar part or this about this part of the band is what influenced the band I'm in right now. Even like it, it's pretty subconsciously, remarkable. absolutely. I mean, just bands that I heard Insane. that I could hear in this album specifically, um, like you said, uh, or BT Band was was the main one. I also heard Incubus, like earlier Incubus, especially on like the Science album. I heard a lot of Turnstile, mm-hmm. a lot of Every Time I Die, just a lot of that kind of same vein. And these bands that are in the kind of the same genre, I heard a lot of the BT Band. Dude, I heard a lot of it in this album. And especially from their their more technical stuff, like colors mm-hmm. specifically. And your favorite. Dude, oh my god, colors is a banger. But yeah, I heard the, I heard a lot of that in this. And that's probably why I like the Tannhauser song so much, is because there are many different components to it. And they all blend together and they all kind of coexist and tell this little story within like an overall story. Yeah, it's it I mean that song is probably the most proggy on this record. Oh, what was I going to say? Shit. It, it is really crazy to think that this album came out in 1998. You know, this is this like everybody was deep in either bubblegum pop music here in the states or new metal, you know. Pop punk was kind of on the horizon, but it hadn't completely broken out yet. But there was nothing like this. I mean, at the time, the only other band that was like that was doing something as kind of interesting as this was at the drive-in. And you know, it's just, it's so crazy that at the, at this time, I mean, we might as well talk about it now, but the band broke up shortly after they released this record. Um, they broke up one because, you know, they were, they just kind of didn't like each other anymore. Uh, when they put this record out, they thought, you know, everybody would love it. And it got really like essentially bad reviews and, you know, fans, critics, nobody really liked this record at the time. And then they, they came to the United States, did a, did a tour throughout the East coast and their final show at the time, before they got back together in 2012, uh, was in a basement in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Uh, and it was just like, you know, it was a house party. That's all it was. It was a house party. They, they were playing in the basement, and they got four songs in. And the fourth song they were playing was, you know, the song Rather Be Dead. And halfway through that song, the cops had come, and they had come, they, they had gone down into the basement, and they they shut off all the power to the house, and that was it. That was the end of Refused. And at that point, they hated each other. And 
like it's almost the the ending of refuse is almost like poetic <laughs> it's it's so weird how it happened and like none of it's exaggerated like there's video footage there's actual video footage of that final show of the cops coming in and shutting everything off and that was it that's all you know it's like they hated each other and that's how the band ended with the police shutting them down they became the monsters they were they were fighting against it's their whole story i think is i think their their story is so interesting especially with that i think that is just fascinating i think that's it's a sad ending but i think like you said it is poetic and i think it is one that is very interesting to be shut down like that after being so so political and so upfront about your feelings and your beliefs if, yeah, like that's and the way to go. Also, knowing that they were playing the song "Rather Be Dead," which, from what I understand, that song is about you know, he'd rather be dead than than subject himself to your shitty values and your shitty laws and this and that, and then they get shut down by the cops during that song. Like, how much more? I don't know. Like, it, it's such a weird, very weird ironic. coincidence. Yeah, but that was it for the band at the time. And they, and then after they broke up, like a year after that, you know, people started to realize, wow, this record's fucking amazing. And they got this huge, huge cult following and everybody wanted to refuse to come back. Nobody thought it would happen because they, they hated each other. A lot of the guys hated each other and nobody thought it would happen, but it did. 2012. They, they got back together. fucking came alive. They did. Fuck man, this record's so good. Uh, let, would, would you have any other band or should I play a uh, Tannhauser? Um, I mean, I don't think you should play that one. There are other songs I think that are that are better off to have snippets from, but that song is very long. Yeah, and it's like I, I think you need the whole effect for that one. I agree with you on that. But, but I thought if maybe you had like a a certain part, but but another that banger ain't. that I have is the shape of punk to come, the title track. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is also really cool because it's so late in the album, like that that alone kind of. Gives it a couple a couple brownie points for me. I like that, and it kind of also has that that back and forth between like the hardcore sound and and just like rock and roll. The song is just like really good rock rock music, and I don't know, good shit. And then it quiets down for like this mellow vocal weird bridge thing, and that bass oh bass is so good. It's really good. <laughs> so I'm gonna play. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll play I'll play the shape of punk to come. So here it is by Refuse.
that is the song The Shape of Punk to Come by Refuse that's a fucking banger <laughs> I feel like this is uh, this is one of the like I don't know if they were being prophetic or, or whatever but you know a lot of bands after this sounded like this song like they took elements from this song it's just I feel like it's it's unfortunate that Refuse were so ahead of their time it sucks this album's fucking killer and so many bands have taken from them but I, I mean I love the band to say like they were so ahead of their time maybe by like five years but time is relative baby I mean to I mean to, to bands take from other bands all the time and I mean Elvis could be considered the greatest of all time if we're going to go that route. I don't know. But this album in particular <laughs> is great. But if you take this album out of their of their discography and this and just never happened, Refuse would just be okay at best. Yeah, but this album did a lot for them and I feel like it did a lot for the musical landscape of punk and hardcore. I think it pushed it And even some like quicker. metalcore. I mean, eventually it would have progressed to that point anyway, I think. But this is, it just kind of put it, pushed it through a little quicker, the sound. But if Refuse didn't do it, somebody else would have just done it. This is no, but not this is no Pinkerton. But they did it, okay, but saying. they, but they okay? did it first. There's no, this is first. no Aquabats, there's no Pinkerton. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no, that's really good. That's really good. Uh, don't fuck with me. Do you, okay, so do, fucking great do you like, what? so the, the, the Bruce, Poem, New Noise, The Refuse Party Program, or Protest uh-huh. Song. Do you think any of those are bangers? I think they're all bangers in their oh, own God. way. They're all... Okay, so so what What did you say? You, you, you said... You were so quick. Uh, Brutus Poem. You so oh, oh, you said, you said Summer Holidays. A banger. Okay. Like, you didn't even listen to what okay. I said. No, I, I did. I did. Fucking I did. I did. Okay, so my, like... Throw my okay, let's, like let's, get, let's get into... Right <laughs> Let's get into summer holidays versus punk routine. Why not? Because you seem to not like that one very much. I think this is like the most pop punk song on the record, and I'm I'm pretty surprised that you don't like it at all, really, or that you're not really into what, it. You don't mean? Um, are you not listening to anything I say today? I said that this song is almost a banger. I like this song, but, you, but it's not. But you you said it's not a banger. But you say I don't like it at all. It's, that's that's completely well, false. Because There's no song on this album that I don't like at all. <laughs> Let's, okay. Let's um, start over. Let's let's take a breath. Let's start over. Okay. So I think as a whole, if it's not a banger, then you hate it. That that's, that's the way that's I was like looking at this. Yeah. No. If it was a stinker, because then I because would hate that. It. Okay. So so this is what happens when when we do an album, and Jeff says that it's not quite a banger. I've always believed him. You know, he likes it. Whatever. Two months down the road, he says, "Nah, that sucked." Like name that one sucked. song. If it's if it's not a banger, it sucked. I, I can't name anything wow, specific. Well, you, you, got these, you have a specific time when I said the specific thing, but you don't have a specific example. That makes sense. Because you do it all the time. Oh, okay. you but you, the but time. if I do it all the time, you would have one example, but you don't. That's fine. Not a big deal. So I like 100. I think Summer Holidays what? is a good song. I think these are all good songs. Some of them are just great songs. None of them are bad songs, but they're all good songs. I don't know if I'd put any of these okay to good songs on the playlist because I'd I don't really care to listen to them, but in the scope of the whole album, I'll, I'll listen to them through and through, absolutely, and I'll still be happy. But Summer Holidays was so close to being a banger because of that, but I don't know. I mean, I mean the riff is so simple here. It's, just, it's like the same type of riff you'd write in like your first band that you play with like but in the garage. I think it's so good. I think it's great, too. It's simple, and I think it goes well with this song's specific theme. I think the bass is so low and dirty, and it stands out. 
and later on it has the bass actually has a spotlight but it's kind of still sounds like that garage type of band but there's that's about it there's nothing there's there's nothing there to wow me and i've been wowed before already on this album <laughs> and so it's just like really this is where we're going okay because the deadly rhythm before it was a fucking banger like a banger, okay, well, banger. We'll t- so coming off that i definitely want to talk about summer that holidays was just like okay all right that was cool I feel like Summer Holidays coming off of Deadly Rhythm was like a good pop, a good pop, like, like, uh, what am I trying to say? What is the word I'm trying to say? Like a good, uh, like rebuttal to like the craziness and like the, comp- not, I don't know, I don't want to say complexity of the Deadly Rhythm, but it kind of like, it gives like the whole pop element to this record, the Summer Holidays versus Punk Routine. And, you know, I, I like that guitar riff, like what, what you were saying. I like the simplicity of it. I like how just kind of like dumb it is. Like that, that's what Blink-182, that's like what Blink-182 does. That's what Tom DeLonge does. He writes like the simplest, most basic guitar riffs, but the but what he writes is just, it's so, yeah, it's dumb, but it's still really good. Like it's it's hard to explain that. And I feel like this song is that. And, you know, lyrically it, it talks about the struggle of, you know, should they should they write pop songs to you know to be a full-time band or should they stick to their guns and be like a punk band and you know fuck authority and do all that kind of stuff you know so i feel like this is like a good like push and pull of those two worlds of like what they want to do and then toward the end of the song he kind of talks about well actually the lyrics are you know rather be forgotten than than remembered for giving in and then he just kind of repeats that over and over again. And I feel like that perfectly exemplifies what is happening in the song musically. And I think I think it's a sick song. So, I mean, honestly... You think it's a banger? I'm, I'm just going to... Oh, I think it's an absolute okay. banger. I love that I love that simple riff. I feel like it's close. in the context of everything else on the record, I love the simplicity of it and the poppiness of it because it's such a nice break from everything you had before because everything was so heavy and so just like in your face and angry and then you just get this song you know i i I love that whole dynamic on it so here's um summer holidays for his punk routine
There it is. Summer holidays versus punk routine. I, I don't I don't get how you don't like it more. Oh, you you saved that one pretty quick, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was good. That was good. No, I, I I love that song. Coming off of what it, the songs before it, I I think it's a great sequencing of the album. Man, it's catchy as fuck too. It's it, it's great. What about? But anyway, what about Bruce poem, what? new noise, refuse party program, or protest song? Because those ones are straight okay. So, so Brutus poem is just an instrumental. It it's a it's a fine interlude. It's. I mean, do you think any of those are bangers? I mean, it, oh, it's I, a cool sorry. instrumental. I, I know they're all bangers to you, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Brutus poem. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a weaker part of the record for sure. It's just an instrumental, and it's it's kind of mellow, and it kind of it kind of leads you into new noise with that that high guitar part and i feel like like i said the sequencing on this album is great it's it's what they they just bring it in the first four songs on the record it's just like a punch in the face and then they they bring in the poppiness and then they they bring it down and then new noise brings it back up new noise has that build-up i think it has like one of the best build-ups in music whoa we already Hold on, it does. get out of here. It does. Now you're just, it's so now he's being a, a silly. So now he's being a silly fanboy. Let's bring it back down to earth for a second. I'm, okay? I'm, so always, Bruce, I'm always being a silly Bruce poem. But... It's like a it, that. Is, you're right. It's a it's a break. It's a true break from the chaos. It's very Twin Peaks esque. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the song itself is just okay though, even for like a cool electronic jam. But as soon as yeah. I will give it credit because as soon as you start to think like okay, this is kind of getting annoying. Or it's almost to the point where it's annoying. It's done. It's already over. And so I think that they <laughs> did it just right, to where they put enough in it to make you kind of like forget about what had just happened in the first four or five songs, but then yeah. not enough to bother you. And so I think that was a, that was a good move on their part. New noise. Yeah. I I really I really like the way they incorporated that electronic shit into their music. I think it's really cool, and I think it they use it not only as like a tool to help build suspense. But it also kind of provides like mild relief to that suspense because it does because it's a little bit it's a little I mean electronic music generally is just it's just kind of silly it's electronic music it's not it's not real music and I kind of <laughs> I kind of like related that to like a NASCAR pit stop like you're in this race and you're race like you gotta you gotta take a break sometime and so you kind of pull over and then that's when new noise kind of came in because it still kind of kept like the the fast pacing of the album that we liked from the first part mm. but kind of brought it down a little bit. But the fast part comes in, it's it's kind of surprising because it's been several tracks that they've gone at it like that, but you don't even kind of notice because it's all just kind of like seamless. With new noise? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it, it, it tells a good story sequencing wise and it's like well, okay, so if you look at look at what we just played with the summer holidays versus punk routine, so that song is like, you know, them questioning whether or not they should they should, you know, sell out essentially and make like pop rock music or pop punk music from what it sounds like or stick to their to their beliefs with the punk community and more the anar- anarchist style of music so it's them exploring that and then the brutus poem number five is like them just just to me that's like them thinking like what should we do next and then new noise comes in with a completely different style or or it's sound from the first part of the record like this is an introduction into what they think they should be doing and i mean lyrically new noise is about you know they want to create a different a new style of music but they don't want to call it music they just want to call it noise 
because they feel like music is is a term used by like record record executives and people and for people to sell things but they just want to make a new sound they want to do something completely different and kind of off the wall and then in new noise kind of toward the end you get that that kind of like breakdown and then it just explodes into the music again and you hear the cheering of fans like i i like that they added that part in too because it's just like it's just them i don't know it's it's like a cool kind of like almost like a fuck you to the music industry saying you know we can make this kind of different music and people are still gonna love it i don't know maybe i'm looking at it wrong but no i I like this whole kind of the story that that this album tells i i agree with that but i'm not i'm not not just all automatically gonna say every song's a banger because new noise i think is just okay but i do i do agree that refuse especially on this album and the name of the album for the shape of punk to come based on that jazz album the shape of jazz to come I think they did mm-hmm. try and succeeded to make music that wasn't just music. It was just, it was everything and nothing at the same time. For instance, I actually went and listened to that uh, Ornette Coleman album, The Shape of Jazz to Come, and it's a fucking banger of a jazz album. It's good, it's right? It's so it's good. really good. And it basically yeah. like led the way to like the free jazz movement. And the free jazz movement, like it basically like breaking down what we thought of jazz in like the 60s. And that's kind of what like Rafiz was doing here. Is they're breaking down what we what we kind of see as music in that standard format, which everybody hates, where you get the verse, chorus, verse, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and just kind of like doing their own thing, but still keeping true to what they believe is music in their in their ears in their mind. And so I like mm-hmm. like again, I think that this album whole is is it's innovative, it's brave, it's it's daring, but there are songs on here that are just okay. New Noise is one of them. Yeah, but the the entire what what I'm trying to get at too here is that you know their their ideals and what they're trying to get at and the way they're trying to progress music and what they're trying to do musically I feel like is is very ahead of its time because there was nothing at this time that sounded like Refused like or at least that sounded like them on this record. There's nothing that sounded like it at the time, and I, I they're they're just such an underrated band and it sucks like. They're not an underrated Especially band. This is an underrated album, but they're not an underrated band. The band as they a whole, they made five albums. Four out of the five are okay. <laughs> but the but one is no. A they are they underrated because look look at the way that they've progressed through the years. I mean, I'm I'm speaking mainly of their first three records. So you have like like I said, we said earlier in the episode, you have their first record, straight hardcore punk, which is fucking great. It's awesome. But then you start to see them kind of like move away and in the songs to fan the flame of discontent on that record. There's still elements of the hardcore punk, but they the way that they're able to incorporate different elements is fucking remarkable. It's so, so well done. And then they just reach their magnum opus with this record, and it's just like nobody was making music like this at the time. Like They were truly innovative. No one okay. was putting together music of all different genres in together like they were doing at this time, yes. But, I mean, they're not the first ones to be hardcore punk. They weren't the first ones to do any of the things that they were doing. They were just the first ones to okay. incorporate all into one. Okay, yeah. Let me. Okay, I'll rephrase this. They were the most innovative, innovative band of this genre of this kind of type of music. Is that better? Yes. Because they were. They were. Yeah. You can't deny that. I'll give you that. What they were doing at the time was very innovative and very, very different from the status quo of of punk or hardcore music or music in general. But there you go. I mean that that's that's great. So what's another thing you wanted to say about um, another song? 
No, I mean, just I, I don't know. I, I I wanted to get through my OKs pretty br- quickly because so we can get to the bangers. But we've talked a lot about just OK songs, so well, let's get into the bangers. Then, okay, you know, the best for last. All right. Well, I mean, the deadly rhythm I think is is absolutely phenomenal. I think I'm going to say the word again, but I think it's brave to start it off with this '50s intro mm-hmm. and then go into like a heavy punk song with screaming. Just yes. like incorporating those two things with each other and making them work, it's 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 brave. It's brave, Braveheart. It's Mel it Gibson. Is. The bass is really good. It's really squirrely and doing like a shit ton of work here. But damn, dude, that guitar tone and the leads. Ooh, some of the best on the album. The Deadly Rhythm is my favorite song on this record. It's probably my one of my top ten favorite songs of all time, like by oh. any band. I think I think this is an absolute perfect song. Uh, I remember I remember them playing this when I saw them, and I was just blown away. It, they, I mean, it's just it's 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 truly insane how good of a song this is. This was the song, and how kind of out of the box it is. I first for this realized genre. that BT Bam was was refused, just like more technical. Yeah, more technical and modern. They bring in this jazz thing that just kind of comes out of nowhere and you're just like, what the fuck? Without like knowing any kind of backstory on this album or what they're doing, you you you, you listen to this, you listen to the first two albums and then you come up and you're like, what the fuck? Like, where did this jazz shit come out? But it's it's so, it's so good. The pacing doesn't get lost at all. And then it's so like, it's so weird to have a spoken word part in a song that doesn't slow down. And what they did here is they had the spoken word part come in but the pacing kept up and I mean the bass really helped with that part but like the yeah. pacing is never lost in any part of the song the jazz part the spoken word part and even saying these different things these are all in one song it's yeah, not like exactly. three different parts of this it's just one song and it's it's a fairly short song I think it's only like three and a half minutes long but what they're able to accomplish within that short amount of time is is fantastic and you know I, I think for me in this song the real driving force of this song is the drumming. I feel like the the way the way he plays leading into the different parts, I feel like is I mean they they're pretty simple drum fills and drum parts, but I mean, I don't know, they they're just like the perfect transition into every part. And uh I I should I just play it? Should I just say throw caution to the wind and just play it? Yeah, I don't know. I I guess it was still playing. But anyway, here's uh the deadly rhythm.
what a great great build up into that last part so strange oh. it's such a strange concept to have just really like mellow jazz incorporated with screaming yeah it really is and just the ups and downs of that song i i just it works so 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 well it's it's a perfect song i mean it is i agree it's a bang it's, it's, it's on my banger list yeah it, that's probably it, my second favorite song after the tannhauser yeah oh man dude, it's such a good song but uh like lyrically i mean it, this this kind of goes along with the, the whole kind of anarchist way and anti-capitalism more so anti-capitalism than anarchy but it kind of talks about like you know big corporations taking over businesses and factories but then in turn in the end you know making us making everybody work for lower pay and you know work in worse conditions and then eventually like move away to like a cheaper area where they can make even more money for and make people work for lesser pay so like so there's a there's a lyrically there's a part in the song which i I like the lyrics a lot. I think it's 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 thought provoking. So the lyrics are: Is it our duty to die for governments and for gods? Is it our privilege to slay for market and for industry? Is it our right to follow laws set to scare and to oppress? Is it a gift to stay in line and we'll take it away and we'll take away the blame? I I think that's I I love that that part of the song lyrically. I think it's. It's a very kind of they they question essentially everything that is modern society, like the bad things in modern society, and that people don't really talk about that much, or they just kind of look over. But, yeah, I agree. It's very yeah. profound, mm-hmm. brave, even. Yeah, and then there's the there's the line, you know, we'll no longer believe working for you will set us free, and that's actually a direct reference to a sign that was in front of the uh, Auschwitz concentration camp that read, I'll say it in, in Polish, but now should I try to say this in Polish? I was, I was just thinking in my head like, wow, he, does he know Polish? <laughs> I'll just try. Why not? Arbeit macht frei. And translated, that means work will set you free. So that the ending to this song and then referencing that I think is very, thought-provoking and it i i just i like it a lot that polish actually wasn't bad i thought it was gonna be a lot worse you know i try sometimes not all <laughs> the time but i try <laughs> okay but that's a sick song that like i said one of my top 10 favorite songs of all time that's by any band. that's pretty intense that's pretty crazy but you have to admit that's a pretty solid song no i love that it sounds a banger for sure uh <laughs> as far as like drum beats go as far as like the drumming goes i think my favorite is coming out of the protest song. That's really like the highlight of that song for me is the cool drum beat. And you can hear it like from right from the beginning. And so I think that's, toward, um, toward the end of what song? I'm sorry. No, just protest song right in the beginning. At the beginning of that song. I think it's the coolest drum beat in the whole album. Yeah. Well, let's play it then. Here's protest song 68. Oh! 
There you go. There it is. Protest song. There it is. There it is, bro. Man, the drum beat's so cool. It's so tight and goofy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> that broop perks you <laughs> it's up. It's fun, though. It's, yeah, it, it's a lot of fun, that that beat is. But so is, So that's like, wait, that's the part of the album that kind of, you kind of start to like more, right? No. Because you say, yeah, Summer Holidays this is the last. This is the last of the OK song, songs. Oh, it was. Okay, yeah. okay. And then Refuse Our Fucking Dead is when you get really into Oh, it. that song's a fucking banger for sure. It is, right? And it's like truly prophetic for the band's demise. Like it, it just, it tells that perfect story. But uh, should we play it or? I mean, it's it's a cool song. It's really thrashy, it's sludgy, it's gross. And it sounds like it's going to erupt into like something huge. It, it, yeah. it does, but like not in the way you'd think, which is kind of nice because they're still leaving you guessing like this late in the album. But that that guitar lead though is really good. Mayhem. Like, like after that, after that, that trudging of the guitar that that's like sl- like you said best, like sludgy. It's like sludgy and kind of gross sounding, but it it just it really opens up and it it sounds great and you know it talks about the song talks about you know making a change and they're they're tired of talking about change in the world and not, nothing's really happening. Nothing's actually changing. They just keep talking about it. So, it, you know, it's like at this point, you know, what's the point? Let's just give up. And, you know, it kind of, it brings up, you know, should they just stop making music, which they eventually did, you know, shortly after the release of this record. And it's it perfectly exemplifies what hap- what's happening, what was happening with the band at this time, like in real life and, I think it's that, that also goes in with the, the song itself because towards the end it actually turns into kind of a more traditional song with kind of a somewhat melody, but it's not mm-hmm. that long. It's super short, and it's almost as if they just want us to know and want us to or not let us forget that they are still a band who can write harms and melodies, but choose not to because they choose to push ours and their own musical expectations, which I think is fantastic. I think so. I too. love that little teaser in there. Oh man, this band so this album's so good. I, I I'll play I'll play a bit of uh, Refused or Fucking Dead because this is SNI Radio. Thank you. 
There it is. Refuse party program. Or no, refuse, refuse our fucking dead. Refuse our fucking dead. Woof. Man, that grand crew really got me. Refuse party program is an okay song. Yeah. But refuse our fucking dead. There you go. Great song. Great, great guitar lead. I don't know, man. Should I play anything else, or should we just round it up? Round it up? Uh, actually, there's one more thing. Now that you brought it up, the Refuse Party program. I feel like that was like a last minute addition to the tra- to the album. It just it, so? it felt like forced, and it kind of it leaned into like the more fast paced style they do, but just on a very short song. Especially, especially because like the spoken word thing took up like forty seconds. I think it's like what a minute and a half, something like that. I could be mistaken. I just felt like it was Let's just see. like a last minute add on. It's like two two and a half minutes. It's it's a short song, but especially f- like for this solid part. forty seconds seconds of it is just like a spoken word thing that he does. Yeah, it is. But yeah, we can round it what, out. What, what does he say? What, what does he say? Capitalism is indeed organized crime. Yeah. Oof! What a oh. what a statement right there. Yeah, so brave. Yeah. So so what do we have here? So we're gonna round out the album, uh, give our final thoughts, and rank this album. Refused the shape of punk to come. What do you got, Jeff? What are your final thoughts? Mm, final thoughts. Um, uh, again, it's I. I never had anything against Refuse personally, like I did with the Misfits, with Jerry only, only. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that we. I'm glad that we did it. This was a solid album. It was good. Um, actually, it was I should I shouldn't say it was good. It was it was really good. It was great. As a Oof. whole, I think it was it was absolutely fantastic. I did listen to this kind of broken up too, like on on shuffle, and Why? it did not just because I every album we listen to, I always shuffle it just to see if the songs can hold up without having to be back to back. Like Pinkerton, the songs can still hold up without being back to back, but as a whole, they're better. This is this is an album that's very the same where the songs they still are good back or shuffled like that. But when you put them back to back, they tell this this cohesive kind of story and and they take you on like this journey from Refused who clearly aren't afraid to do like anything. They're not afraid to be loud. They're not afraid to be quiet. They're not afraid to just like do fucking nothing. There's like silence. There's like multiple parts in this album where there's just silence. Like they're not afraid yeah. to do anything. And I think that's, that's rad. That's that's a cool thing that's lost on music as a whole is is, is people just like not taking chances and sometimes those chances don't work out i know we've we've argued about this all the time but i like when bands take chances and do something different i like when they go out on a limb and do something that's totally against what you know the traditional fans would totally like and what the band's totally normal and used to and usually it doesn't work out it usually sounds like shit but sometimes sometimes you get a, a true gem like this one and, and they did a good job but it's not yeah. a perfect three Oh, Tell you that much you right son now. Son of a gun. Tell you yes, that much. son of a gun. But I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do what do you got? What do you got, baby girl? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a two point seven five. Just because oh. I gave the Aquabats, I think a two point eight. And I don't oh, give them higher than the Aquabats. Come on, dude. Come on, no, 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 no. Come on. No, don't be yeah, a little whip about this. Two dollars and seventy five cents. <sighs> Half the you're, money you need for a hot insane. and ready. Okay, so if you don't know our our, our point rating system, uh, it's three is a perfect album, two is a good album. You're gonna continue listen to or you're gonna continue to listen to and tell all your friends. Uh, not related to the Taking Back Sunday album. <laughs> uh, one is a bad album, but everybody should give it a chance because why the fuck not? 
some people might like it. And Zero is just straight up hot garbage. It's crap. Uh, so I'm going to give this album... We all know you're going to give it a three. So just give it a three. And well, my final it. thought... Well, my final thoughts. I've been a fan for a long time, like I said. I've... They, they, they do a lot of really great things uh, musically that I really enjoy, and I feel like they've influenced a shit ton of bands that I that I like I've liked over the years. Um, and honestly, you know, I'm gonna give this album a perfect three. I I just I have to. It's so good. I mean, you don't have to. Like every okay, so when I brought this album up to Jeff, I said we should do this on the pod. A couple weeks ago, I was I was out, you know, on my my run, my daily run, and I just put this record on just randomly, just because I haven't heard it in a long time. So I threw it on, and I just every time I listen to this record, I'm always like, wow, that like I, I always think I'm like, wow, this part is just so good. I'm like shocked almost every time I listen to this record. There's always at least one part of the part of it that I, I just always like think like, wow, this is just absolute perfection, and I'm just kind of like blown away every time I hear this record and that doesn't happen very often for me and this is just it's absolute perfection this album is absolute perfection especially for this genre man it's it's a fucking banger it's a perfect three through and through perfect three. <laughs> <laughs> it is man all right, it's so all right. good we're all it's we're so all entitled just like Refuse says everybody's uh, entitled to their bad opinions so yeah I don't know if they said that much to me that <sighs> but they also said Refuse are fucking dead and then they come back but fine they say a lot of things on this record that don't come true but uh <laughs> so they there you go <laughs> for better or worse but i'm glad i got to see him so there you go we just did the refused album the shape of punk to come uh thank you all for listening and getting this deep into the pod uh if you haven't already go to itunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there go follow us on social media at asinine radio or just send us an email, asinineradio at gmail.com. Mm. Thank you all again for listening. Also, if you like Rage Against the Machine, go listen to Rage Against the Pod. Go do that. Mm. I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but you did nobody say probably that. listens this far. But probably nobody listens this far, so who gives a fuck? Go do it. Uh, thank you all for listening again. And I don't think Jeff, do you have anything else to say? Um, I don't think so. Okay. So, so David Javi 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 Oh, shit. <laughs> He's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he just yelled at me, called me an exclusionist. God. That's his new thing now. And then it'll leave the group chat. I absolutely despise this song. This song is so bad. It, it's it's unbelievably bad. Unbelievably bad. Blad. It's Fuck. blad. It's blad. So here it is. Uh, need you now. Mm-hmm.